stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Maya Angelou. Hello and welcome back to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice of America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported Be The Star You Are over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you would like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.com, www.btysa.com. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music, iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice of America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. Hello, I'm Ruhani, one of the hosts alongside Rose, and today's show will be all about volunteer work. And in segment two, we will be talking about volunteer opportunities you can partake in. In segment three, our newest reporter, Kevin, with his segment, AI and Us. And and right now, I'll be talking to Rose about her experiences with volunteer work. Hi, Rose. Hi, Ruhani. I'm so excited to be sharing volunteering and all the work that I know both both of us have done um, in the past. So a key aspect of volunteering that makes it's so impactful to me is that you are able to give much more than you gain. And a clear example of this is through my experience as a camp counselor at Camp Harmony. And Camp Harmony is an overnight camp program designed to help children experiencing poverty develop positive self-esteem and to thereby inspire and empower them in their future endeavors. And this is just one example that comes to mind when thinking about volunteering. I've been... I've been a volunteer at Camp Harmony for about two years now, and I've really been able to have an impact on each one of these kids. I've had the unique opportunity to help build relationships with dozens of homeless and less fortunate children and give them positive experiences and memories that they would not normally have access to. I've led athletic and educational services and provided many kids with lifelong memories and leadership skills. Sounds like a great experience. How did you actually get started on it? Did you discover like through school or? Well, actually, a couple of 
my friends um, who are older upperclassmen have um, done it before. And at school, we have a program called um, the Artemis Center, which I'm also a part of. And it's a volunteer and activism platform at my school where we promote activism opportunities for students to get involved in based on their interests, help them reach out to programs, um, but also bring in events like, for example, next week we are organizing an event um, all about the climate strike. We organized an event last week a part um, in support of Ukraine, and it's just a really great opportunity. So one of my friends who was on the board um, told me about it, and that's how I applied. And a bunch of kids in LA and my local community go and help out, which is such an amazing opportunity because you're also able to meet other kids your age and learn about the amazing work they've done. Yeah. And I think it's so important to like participate in this stuff now, especially what's with like going on in the world. Like what you said, you're going to like raise funds for Ukraine, which is incredible. I think it's really needed right now. Yeah, definitely. And through this one-of-a-kind experience and even just like supporting um, Ukraine too, I was able to gain positive memories myself and learn from this amazing experience and gave gain even more appreciation for the life that I have. And leadership is an invaluable skill when working with children because not only does it help keep order, but it allows you to be a role model to those following you. Yeah, and that's why I love working with kids especially. Yeah, definitely. And I also think um, that I've also taken these life skills into my daily life, like I said, in my other activism groups, but also just throughout the world um, and throughout your day-to-day life, you're able to use them everywhere. And one of the stories they told at the beginning of Camp Harmony was about this counselor, or this is just one example, but many counselors have done this in the past um, that are still connected to the kids that they were camp counselors to. And these kids, because they're, some of them are um, in extreme like conditions and have not an amazing um, safe space at home and role models to look up to. So they have kept in touch with their campers. And some have even, this crazy story that they told was, one camper was contacted their counselor and fast forward like 10 years later, um, the camp counselor actually helped the camper move into college because he was, he didn't have parents who could fly there. Um, so it was really fascinating. That is such a heartwarming story. And that's why these opportunities are so important. And I think, like you said, it helps you and it helps them for sure. Yeah, and another time um, where I learned valuable skills as a volunteer was when I volunteered for um, city councilwoman Nithya Raman's youth campaign. And I, in volunteering with her, I researched and created youth-focused campaign presentations, conducted campaign phone calls, and managed, managed social media accounts. And what initially drew me to Nithya's campaign was her emphasis on helping the homeless crisis by providing resources to those who need it. And she has really prioritized creating healthy, obtainable, and long-term solutions to the homeless crisis by providing healthy options along with hygiene products and even just resources and the facilities um, to help them get out of poverty. Because I think just with everything, like I've talked about in the past, like nutritional education is really, you got to get down to the root 
cause when um, trying to affect long-term change. So really providing resources and educating the homeless about ways they can then help get out of poverty is really important. Yes, and especially like hygiene products. I think that's so important to distribute, um, especially to lower income people or homeless people. I mean, the fact that it's not free is very upsetting. It's like a necessity. And I think by distributing it like through your campaign, that was an amazing job. Yeah. And do you have any um, times you have, have you ever been like a camp counselor or worked on a campaign? Um, Yeah, I actually did work on a campaign. Um, That was the summer before my um, sophomore year. And I've done a couple other volunteer opportunities. So yours are all incredible. And um, I always wanted to be a camp counselor. So Camp Harmony kind of sounds like a dream job. And I honestly think working with kids is the best. All volunteer work really helps a person um, feel more in touch with their community. But working with kids especially feels so, like, fulfilling in a way. I feel like we're at the age where we're not too old and we can remember what it was like to be their age. So just to be the kind of support you wished you had when you were, you know, maybe eight or nine is what I try to do. And that's why I have these, like, creative writing workshops, starting with the stars, which um, you guys might have heard about in the past shows. And it's actually, I'm full, um, like, there's so many people who signed up. So I'm probably going to start it again in the summer, and I will for sure put that out there. And for now, I get to work with kids ages 9 to 14. And all of them are so talented. You know, like, I've only had like two sessions so far but it's so fun and so fulfilling like I said and I love drafting these lesson plans and talking to the kids and it makes me remember um being young and discovering writing for the first time and I really do want to give back to the community you know with free writing lessons and it also helps me it's kind of a great de-stressor to everything going on just to be around children and teaching them That sounds amazing. How did you come up with the idea to start um, writing with the stars? Yeah, so I always wanted to teach writing. I thought that would be like a great head start. Um, My dream job when I was little was to be a professor, like my grandmothers. Both of them were um, professors. And I really love working with kids. And my little cousin, she's actually um, signed up for one of the workshops. Um, She's told me she wanted to learn more writing. So I was like, okay, then maybe I could like create a workshop and, you know, create a safe space for younger kids and kind of give them tips and tricks and make it fun and engaging, you know? Yeah, I totally get that. I think for me, I wish there was a writing workshop when I was younger. Um, So because I think writing it also now I didn't really appreciate when I was younger, I didn't really appreciate Mm -hmm. uh, the power of writing and really didn't take advantage of like an English class or like even a creative English class project. Um, But now when I get those creative opportunities in school or even outside of school, it's really turned me on to the different, the power of writing like in general, because it gives you such a great outlet to really express Mm -hmm. anything. Because sometimes for these kids, it can be, I've seen this in Camp Harmony, it can be really difficult to talk through emotions and everything you're dealing with. So I think it's really important to have another outlet that they can share their voice. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like a lot of writing workshops, they kind of cost a bit of money. And sometimes it can put kind of be 
difficult for some people to pay that money. I know I signed up for writing workshops when I was younger. I did my first writing workshop, I think, when I was like 14, actually. So that was, and it cost a bit of money. It was great, lovely experience. I loved it. But it's like for kids who can't afford it, and they're like, they also deserve to learn writing, but they don't have the same opportunities, same resources as I did. So yeah, that was also what I kept in mind when I started it. Yeah, even same with like tutor um, services and academic help services. A lot of kids in these low-income families kind of like fall behind because they don't have the money um, and the time to establish or like purchase um, tutor services or other like programs where they are able to seek extra help. So I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, actually, um, during quarantine, I was a tutor for a program that taught children in India English. And that was an amazing, amazing experience. So I helped them with grammar and pronunciation mainly. And I did it for a year. It was through Zoom. And I pretty much got close to all of the girls I taught. And it just was so eye-opening because, you know, all of them are so talented. And it's really bittersweet when our sessions would end. They were all like 10 weeks long. And I was really inspired by their spirit, you know, because every single one of them was just so dedicated to learning English and they wanted to continue studying and working. And that's what they would all tell me that when I'm older, I want to keep studying. And that just was so eye opening because when I say I want to study, it's not like I want to continue studying. It's just a given, but it's really not in some places of the world. So, so commendable because you know, most of them were from lower socioeconomic backgrounds and they were all wanting to make their parents proud. And it was really sweet. And I felt very connected with them. And I'm really glad I was able to help them with their educational journeys. And they helped me by inspiring me so much. Wow, that's amazing. And that's such a great example of what like quarantine can do and offer. Some people like thought it was a setback, but you are a great example of how it can really benefit you and you can take the time to explore other avenues. Like when I was in quarantine, I also um, tutored online to a lot of students. And although it was sad to see students like kind of feel disconnected because they haven't had like enough resources and um, enough like attention that they really need, um, that you could tell there was kind of a disconnect, like you mentioned. Um, I think that us doing and providing resources is just, again, a great opportunity and really benefits everyone. Yeah, and that's what's so great about Zoom. Now it connects you with everyone, and so many things are going virtual and remote now, which is great. And um, actually, before, right before quarantine, when I was in my freshman year, I volunteered for a local nonprofit that helped victims of domestic violence. So that's also a great experience. Um, I actually got to help by setting up an auction gala, and that was with, like, hundreds of people attending. Um, So I helped set up chairs, you know, banners, a lot of decorations, a lot of work. But it really just goes to show how much, you know, time and effort is put into these things by these amazing nonprofits. And I also got to write an article for their website um, about the different types of intimate partner abuse. And um, when I was writing this article, I realized there's so many types and different forms, which I didn't even know. So it was educational for both the readers and myself. 
Yeah, we talked about this earlier, but it's just so amazing when you find an opportunity where you're able to gain something too um, and not just giving something because you're really able to learn a lot about not only yourself, but other organizations out there um, when you're doing volunteer work. And I think it's also really important to remember that for people listening and for young teens or just anyone, basically, if you have a passion and you're struggling with like something to use it with, there are so many organizations out there that all they want is help and support. So it's really important. You can just take a quick Google search or something, but it's really easy to find organizations that support your passions or just are timely or pretty much anything. They're always willing to collect more volunteers. Exactly. And it just takes one quick Google search. Um, I'm sure also a school counselor could help set you up with these different amazing programs that anyone can join. And I guess this one goes for both of us. There's also Be The Star You Are. So they have plenty of volunteer opportunities, whether it's a radio host or reporter for Express Yourself, or even helping out the Pear Festival, which um, I attended a few months ago. It was so, so much fun. You know, it was so nice to come back after so long to see people in the flesh. And I was able to read books to young children and raise money for donations. So it was an incredible experience seeing everyone. Yeah, that's so nice. And so true. Be the star you are. So many great opportunities and opportunities for teens to really share what they have learned outside of in their daily lives and really contribute to a greater audience. Yeah. And I'm so lucky to have discovered it. I just Googled, I don't know, I forgot what exactly I Googled, but it was like the third or fourth search. And just started. It was so great. Yes, so much fun. And thank you so much um, for talking to me about this. But unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment. But we want to hear your thoughts and we want to hear your questions. So email us at btsy18radio@gmail.com. Check out our radio site at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at www.btsya.com. And you can get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity and volunteer, um, buy books and t-shirts in our store, and sign up for a free newsletter and make a donation to Be The Star You Are. Stay tuned because me and Rose will be talking more about volunteer work. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. 
To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Everyone and welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm Ruhani, one of your hosts, and today's topic is all about volunteer work. So I'm going to be sharing some volunteer opportunities anyone can do. So it depends on what you like. Um, for example, here are some different agricultural volunteer oppor- opportunities one can do. Number one is conservation. So volunteering in environmental conservation includes tasks such as reforestation, Um, like planting trees or cleaning up beaches and constructing nature tales. So back when I was a freshman, I would, I haven't done this in a while because of COVID, it just got kind of crazy, but I used to take my friends and we would go to our local lake and we would just pick up trash there. And there was so much and, but it was fun to hang out with everyone and just see the difference we made because it just looked a lot cleaner in just a few minutes. And These tasks are pretty hands-on and physically demanding because you're spending a lot of time on your feet, but you will definitely help the environment with this one. Yes, definitely. This is such a great example, and I know um, a lot of schools now do field trips to various conservations too as like a great jumping-off point for volunteering and getting kind of an idea of what volunteering volunteer work looks like. Um, At my school, we visit. the Los Angeles River, um, and at my old school, we went to um, Tree People once, which is a organization that protects um, trees from trash, plants new trees, um, and they now even have like a hike at their conservation where people are able to walk through, and it really shows you um, how much an impact you can make and how much an impact these conservations are making. Yeah, and. I think um, I think most high schools in the nation they require at least some service hours to graduate, uh, like volunteer work. Um, I think for my school it's like twenty, so I was able to get all twenty, and I think I have ten extra ones. So 
I also used um, cleaning up the lake as one of them. So I think not only is it helpful to the environment, it can help you graduate. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) my school doesn't have volunteer hours, but um, they have an opportunity where if you do volunteer, which a lot of people in my um, class do and at my school do, if you do volunteer, tier um you're able to submit for like service awards which I think is a great opportunity and kind of like shifting um the angle at which volunteers shouldn't be like something you have to do in order to graduate but it's something you want to do and you should be awarded for your efforts yeah and I think that's a great great idea um I think there's also something called the president's award I something along those lines and it's like if you get 100 hours or more you get like a certificate signed by the president I don't know that's oh, so, wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, honestly, volunteer work should be, you know, intrinsic motivation coming from yourself because that's the way you're going to help the most people and really help yourself. And um, another one I thought was pretty cool is you can volunteer on a farm. So that's a great way to get back with nature and learn these important life skills. So I realized that farms are always looking for volunteers to help with the tasks. And that includes animal care, feeding, fence building and repairs, as well as like harvesting and, you know, any other work that is required. Yeah. And farms are also, like you said, there's a role for anyone and it's very versatile in what you can help out with. But also, um, even when I go to like my local farmer's market, um, the farmers have so much to do and you can really understand how much care and how much time they put into all their work at farms and farms are really local too. I'm sure there are farms in every person's area or um, probably not too far of a drive. So yeah, it's farms are a great opportunity too. If you're seeking um, to volunteer near your home or in your local community or even affect your local community. Yeah. And I actually found this really cool program. If you want to even go beyond local, it's something called worldwide opportunities are on our organic farms. And it started in 1971. And since then, the organization has expanded to 130 countries. So it's pretty well established. And if you register, you were matched with farms around the globe in need of workers. So they match you, you move there, and you can learn about agriculture and sustainability while experiencing a new culture and meeting new people in return for free accommodation and board. It sounds like a really cool opportunity. That sounds incredible. Um, I've never heard of that, but I really like them using, um, addressing and like taking applications and volunteers from all over the world. So you can really connect with other people and learn from what's happening in their community. Yeah. I would love to do it. Maybe if I ever like take a gap year after I graduate, it seems like really fun. Yeah. Um, cause I volunteer at my, um, grandpa's, um, garden. So I've done like harvesting and I really taken care of like animals before, not really good with animals at all, actually, but I would still like to do it. Yeah, definitely. And I also think that there's so many, like, current events going on, too, that um, the fact that it's global and is expanded to 130 countries really provides an extra layer. Right, yeah. You know, you kind of learn about how there's so many farms in so many countries in need of help right now, and it's just important to help as much as we can. And one other volunteer work I thought was important is ones around climate change. So there's a lot of opportunities for that and very important volunteer work in today's world. So you can sign up for a local climate change 
volunteer projects, or even create your own. So what I found was the Climate Museum. So that's a way for teens to get involved, and it is virtual, I believe. So they have this program called the Climate Action Leadership Program, and I thought this was really cool. It takes 9th to 12th graders who are seeking, um, you know, kind of pathways into climate engagement, and they don't need any previous climate experience. So you just get started. I think you you can even meet with Congress members. So it's really cool. You can talk about legislation. And I feel like if you're so passionate about climate change, this is definitely a way to get started. And there's also something called Climate Art for Congress. So this is like for any pre-voting age students. So along with their parents and also their teachers, they give them a toolkit for learning climate science, researching their members of Congress and where they stand on climate and writing about the climate and how it impacts um, people they care for the most. So the project combines art, science, writing, and civics to empower young people to address the most urgent crisis of their time. And I really recommend checking out their website, climatemuseum.org, to learn more if you're interested. That's so cool. I've never heard of something quite like that. And I um, I think it's really interesting they're combining, like, climate with art and, like, connecting um, disciplines. So it gives um, – it doesn't, like, make people afraid of, like, joining just because they're not um, – they're passionate about the climate strike um, or climate change but doesn't don't know much about it. Like, they could also be in, interested in artwork and really good at art. So it gives an opportunity for, like, every person. Yeah, and it's important that, you know, we start young, which I think they're doing – and, you know, kids have so many passions. They want to help so many different things. But sometimes it feels like you don't know where to start. I think these are, like, great places. And you can, like, make your build your way up. Maybe you can start your own one day. So it's great that we see these, like, organizations helping younger children. Yeah. And similarly um, to the Climate Action Leadership Program, the, there's this organization called um, Youth Climate Strike Los Angeles um, that builds a movement for young people um, driving political action to mitigate the climate emergency in Los Angeles. And their whole thing is to spread um, and educate about climate education and empower um, the younger generation and hold our elected officials um, accountable for the climate change and the climate crisis. And they organize events and they organize like meetings and presentations. Um, and this was actually started by uh, Greta Thunberg and her efforts to help the climate crisis. Yes, I've heard of that one. And it kind of reminds me of Gen Up, which is kind of similar. It's like teen leadership across like all different issues. And it was started by someone at my school, actually. It's pretty big now. So it's like all this, all these things are like, a lot of times created by young people. So it's great to see how kids our age are just taking a stand. Yeah, and I think it's also really important to um, just mention and consider that it's really easy to, like, give into feelings of, like, overwhelm and to kind of ignore, like, critical societal issues by, like, sticking your head in the sand or pretending it's someone else's problem um, to fix and sometimes I feel this too, like thinking there's just so many problems in the world or like even I'm on my school paper. So even hearing about so many current events or opening the New York Times and there just being a flood of 
kind of sad news in the world. Um, it seems easy to give into hopelessness and continue uh, perpetuate the cycle of inaction. Um, though the reality is, despite the temporary ease that comes from ignoring these problems, it doesn't make them go away. And so when I begin educating myself, and whether that be through activism groups on campus or during like a simple history reading um, in class, I begin to feel like it's my job um, as a teen and as the future generation to really engage with the issues that have been both feared and ignored in older generations and to affect cha change and really improve the world that I live in. So I think it's really important to acknowledge that ignoring the small problems um, until they become like a harsh reality, similar to the climate um, crisis, has worked for other people. However, it's no, it's not really an option for us right now. And it's really important to understand that your voice matters. Totally agree. And I think volunteer work is like the best place to start. And it'll help you feel so much better about everything going on instead of just passively listening, like you were saying. And I was also trying to find more um, volunteer work opportunities. And there's something called healthcare volunteer work. I found this very interesting because you can like do volunteer work with the elderly. So, you know, with the pandemic and kind of an aging population, I think volunteering and helping them is a great way to help out. So when I was a volunteer for a congressional candidate the summer before my sophomore year, um, they gave me a calling list and I was able to call um, older people and ask if they needed help with groceries. And it was when the pandemic had kind of started, it was like June, 2020. So it was in a time where people really needed each other. And I feel like it was such a fulfilling experience. And there's also, um, volunteering at a nursing home. So your local one is definitely looking for is open to volunteers. I have one not too far from me. And I'm pretty sure if I just called and asked them, like, do you need help with something? They would say yes. And there's something also called um, Meals on Wheels. So this is a delivery program similar to um, what I did with the congressional candidate. It's a program that helps an elderly shopper at the grocery store or even just calling and checking in every morning. So there's so many opportunities to help the elderly. Yeah, and for my um, Bat Mitzvah project, I actually worked with the elderly at an old age home um, and played cards with them, um, watched movies, played games, and it was really a wonderful experience and really rewarding because one of um, the women I worked with told me is that they don't, they're kind of lonely and they don't really have um, that many, that much opportunities to engage in things they really love. And so I could just see how excited they were to play cards or this girl at my school also started an organization where um, she calls um, elderly um, weekly. And so I think that's just such a, it's such a um, great opportunity that people don't normally think of. Um, and it's a great opportunity in a way to even help um, from home with like phone calls too. Exactly. And sometimes you don't really realize how lonely people are. And that's why there's also counseling, which is also a volunteer opportunity. So I know quite a few people who want to pursue a career in therapy or counseling, or even if you just want to help people out. I think that volunteering with maybe counseling programs is amazing and common people like common volunteer work for people with counseling training can just be offering compassionate support to crime victims or people struggling with mental health issues 
I know there's a hotline in many different places of the world that you can volunteer for after you get training, like crisis hotlines. Um, there's also grief counseling, domestic and family issues, or fam and family issues. And there's something called Daffodil Day. So that's a fundraising event by Cancer Council Victoria. So that raises funding for patients with cancer and you can counsel a patient as well. Wow, that's really cool and amazing. And I think counseling is, again, such a great way um, to provide opportunities because a lot of people do struggle with serious illnesses um, that only um, the best of the best can help with it and only like the professionals can help. And also there's this program called Teen Line that I've heard of um, that offers opportunities to um, high school students where you can, um, where you're on the phone with people who have mental il illnesses or they text you. Um, and a lot of them are really sad, but they're also really important. Um, and to remember that some people do really deal with these issues. So helping in any way that you can is really important. Exactly. And I think it just makes you feel better as a person and it really helps you, can help you as well. It can be pretty heavy thing to deal with like counseling and I wouldn't say like you should go around and do it if you haven't like really, really, really received the training for it because it is like a pretty hard thing and you don't want to say possibly like not maybe the wrong thing, but something that doesn't help. So yeah, always keep that in mind. Yeah. And also um, another way form of volunteering that is also really important is for those athletes out there. Um, there are a bunch of organizations where you can even um uh, collect drives and establish drives in your local community centers or just with your um, sports team is really, it's a, also like a great way to, um, for community bonding and learning about different members of your community by organizing drives um, with like uh, clothes or gently used, um, for me, I play tennis, so gently used rackets or um, any other sports materials that you may have. Um, and also, there are also amazing opportunities for special needs um, students and people in the world who um, need extra support. And there are a bunch of organizations that specifically with sports help um, special needs um, athletes. And it's a great time to really engage with them, play with them, and show that you are there to support them. Yes, and at my school, we have a club called Best Buddies. I think that's across the nation as well. Like You can have different legs in different schools. So that pairs you up with um, a kid with special needs who's in your school, and you get to know them, become their friends, and do art projects with them. I was able to do it um, during my sophomore year. I did it online, and I remember I helped um, paint a turkey virtually with them, and it was so, so nice, and it really helps you create a friend. Yeah, I do best buddies at my school, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I love it. Yeah, I love the clubs that are um, nationwide and because it really creates, like like we talked about, a community and a awesome opportunity for students um, to connect all over the world. And it just shows how you can really advance um, your your passion and spread your passion and awareness with the world. Yes, exactly. And it was so nice talking to you again, Rose. And um, make sure you guys stay right on because me and Rose will be right back with our newest reporter, Kevin Chu.
Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. For teens, by teens, and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com and check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, and welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm your host, Rose Sarner. I'm Ruhani, one of your other hosts, and today we welcome our newest reporter, Kevin Chu. Kevin is a sophomore at Amador Valley High School. His favorite subjects are math, computer science, and biology. And in his free time, he enjoys playing badminton and reading books. He speaks Korean, English, and French, and his new segment on Express Yourself is AI and Us, about the ramifications of artificial intelligence. Welcome on, Kevin. Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin Chu, the new supporter for Be The Star You Are. I'm very excited to share with you AI and Us, which will discuss the ramifications AI has and will have on different parts of our life. Even if I'm not quite the best at it, one of my favorite subjects to delve into and learn about for a while now has always been coding. The fact that typing into a computer can make it able to sort through millions of inputs at a time, all within a few seconds, has always been incredibly fascinating to me. I'm particularly interested in AI, which takes coding to a whole new level. 
being able to copy an aspect of human intelligence and flexibility like learning will never cease to captivate me, which is why I made my segment about AI. Today, I'll be talking about how AI can assist volunteering efforts. AI is shorthand for artificial intelligence, which uses coding to replicate human intelligence, such as self-awareness and learning, maybe even existential crises, although that probably won't help a lot. There are several types of AI, although the one most discussed and here and the one you've probably heard about the most is machine learning. Machine and learning AI follows every interaction and experience into a data set, which can be considered the AI equivalent of human memory and then bases its decisions off, that, off of that data set. They specialize in solving real-world tasks and problems. Another relevant AI is natural, natural language processing AI, which is also called NLP AI. They specialize in translating the human language into what computers can understand, making things like voice commands possible. Think of Google Translate, but from human languages to computer ones. There are several other types, but they're a bit more obscure and less used, so I won't be covering them. Now that we've reviewed what AI is, let's get into how important it's become. AI is a significant part of our daily lives, not just through Siri or Alexa, but also in silent ways, such as how Netflix choose your recommended from what you've watched before. This type of sorting is one way AI can help with volunteering efforts. AI specializes in taking in large amounts of data and then sorting them. Volunteer organizations can utilize this aspect of AI to sort volunteer applications but compatible with people together. For example, volunteers that would like to gain experience with or have experience with architecture would be placed into one group and assigned to volunteer work relating to architecture. By scouring the application for mentions of interest in architecture or any other subject, the AI can file that person into different folders and put people interested in the same things to ensure the group is cooperative and efficient. AI can't just help sort and organize applications though, it can also perform interviews. Ever heard of chatbots? If you haven't, think of Siri and Alexa. Two commonly used and called them AI are advanced chatbots capable of holding conversations and carrying out commands down to a T. In most cases, chatbots aren't that advanced. They're merely AI that are most capable of having everyday conversations with people, though they're still instrumental. If you narrow down to a particular subject or topic, those chatbots can become almost indistinguishable from real people. This makes chatbots perfect for conducting interviews which are essentially voice questionnaires. They're able to ask questions about specific qualifications for the job, past experience with similar jobs, and many other things vital in deciding to hire somebody. The only thing really holding AI chatbots back at this point in time is the versatility and creativeness unique to humans. In interviews, those qualities are overshadowed by professionalism and thoroughness, which AI doesn't lack. Some examples of this are already being, being tested and used by several volunteer organizations and genuine corporations, such as the chatbot Olivia. Olivia can answer critical questions about the hiring process, set up interviews, and even find any available job or volunteer positions nearby for the people using her. This is tremendously helpful. It allows the staff of the volunteer organizations, where time and money are limited, to spend their time on other more important things than coming through and sorting applications, while also assisting the person looking to volunteer and being where they would help the most. Best of all, AI lacks bias until, unless it's taught to be biased, so any worries about racism, homophobia, and unfair treatment in general can be mostly mitigated. Any concerns about the AI making an error can also be mitigated by just a quick check over by one of the volunteers, which still saves a lot of time in comparison to a full human interview. The AI also doesn't have to do the entire interview by itself. 
could also collaborate with a human interview. This is what HireView does, a program an AI that facilitates the job hiring process, specifically interviews that can be applied to volunteering. It does its interviews through video recordings and virtual meetings like Zoom. Through this, it can record the answers and physical indications like facial expressions and fidgeting to determine how effective a worker the interview would be. Again, this greatly facilitates the interviewing process. Even if HireView or similar AI is not perfect at this point in time, there would definitely be some merit to their results. Interviewing and sorting isn't the only way AI is used. They're also used in management. An example of one of these management AI is MailChimp, which has replaced the envelope stuffing and sending process in volunteer organizations, which used to be the primary way they got their message out. It will not obsolete, envelopes and letters are definitely looked upon as more archaic way of spreading the message, as emails have become much more widespread and utilized. The switch from physical to digital has allowed volunteer organizations to use AI and other tools to assist them in recruitment one of these being MailChimp. MailChimp and other similar AI tools are used to manage mailing lists and create email marketing campaigns to customers, or in this case, possible volunteers. Another way AI is used in volunteer organizations is in volunteer management, which can become incredibly tedious if there are many volunteers. Managing and scheduling events according to the schedule of many volunteers is quite complex and strenuous for anybody. Scheduling AI such as Trevor AI and Silex lift the weight of spurn off volunteer organizations immensely. Instead of having to ask volunteers to schedule and whether or not they can come to a particular volunteer event, volunteers can just create their schedule themselves and sign up for the said event, which will immediately inform volunteer organizations of who is coming. AI, like Tribal Habits, is also being used for the induction and training of new volunteers. They're much cheaper than having an entire program for every new volunteer and much more efficient as well. They are able to personalize training for each volunteer and adjust according to the trainee's needs. For example, if a trainee learns better through videos, they will send them videos about what they need to know. Suppose they're having difficulty learning about a specific subject. In that case, the AI can detect their test results and attempt to reinforce learning of the matter, helping the trainee learn faster. AI is an incredibly complex and complicated field that we've only scratched the surface of. However, even just a little bit we look up is incredibly useful and helpful, able to finish really, really tedious and monumental tasks in moments, or at least make them much more manageable. In the future, it will probably be even more deep and effective. It might not even need supervision at all. As Bill Gates said, we always overestimate change that will change that will occur in the next two years and underestimate the change that will occur in the next ten. Wow, thank you so much for that, Kevin. You were clearly very informed about artificial intelligence. And I was just thinking, it's so crazy to think how we live in a time where AI like Olivia can set up interviews even. And it's also great to see how useful it can be and helpful like MailChimp, which I've actually used before. So I'm actually curious about one thing. Um, what specific characteristics of people would have to be known to match volunteers with proper opportunities as well as between the volunteers themselves? Uh, personality, personality traits would be one huge factor uh, in making a team. Putting a bunch of people with well-putting personalities and interests probably work the best. For example, putting loud and noisy people with primarily introverted people who prefer to work alone quietly would likely cause a few arguments and lead to a massive decrease in production. 
In addition, too much of one thing can also be quite detrimental. Having a team full of people who all have the same mindset would just be the same as having multiple copies of the same term, same person, which would essentially defeat the point of having a team. In other words, you can't put together people who are so different from each other that they're incapable of understanding each other. Still, you also have to ensure that the team members aren't too similar so that various ideas and viewpoints can arise. What the different team members specialize in is also somewhat important. However, that can change with, the, with what the volunteers need to do. For example, if it's just a fundraising event or saying cookies, you don't need to specialize in anything since it's not particularly strenuous. In contrast, if the volunteers had to build a house or shelter for the homeless, which is a viable volunteer assignment, it's most definitely going to require at least some construction and architecture experience. Wow, that's so interesting. And everything you've been talking about is so fascinating that I've never really learned about it. So what are some pitfalls that should be watched out for when using AI for matching volunteers with other volunteers? Personal, personal history would undoubtedly be a factor. The AI would have a lot of difficulties putting, in, putting into uh, consideration after all. Most volunteers won't put their relationships on their application or biology. Even if their personalities are compatible, some people might have gotten off on the wrong foot and ended up hating each other. Working on the same team as somebody you hate is very annoying. Either you completely ignore each other and don't act in the team at all, or an argument begins and you get nowhere at all. It would be even more awkward if an ex couple had a bad breakup event together. That would probably end in a bloodbath. I digress. Anyway, personal history is just one example of data that could go overlooked. Uh, pretty much any data that's not usually put in applications is a risk factor. Volunteers can, can remember this, though, by informing the team members sorted by the AI about who they're going to be working with or whether or not they're okay with working with those people. I see. And I was actually wondering another thing is how do we make sure we have an unbiased AI given that AI? Uh, there's a few options to remedy the issue of biased AI given how much bias uh, in data is on the internet. One of them is limiting the data set and carefully monitoring it. Although this can result in the AI learning less and losing effectiveness since there's not much data to study and they have, have less experience. You can also make sure to carefully monitor the data set, although that's very difficult since bias can show itself in many, many ways that people might not be even aware of. These are, these are just, if you, and you can also just stop the AI from considering any factors that might lead to favoritism or bias, but that can also be a bit messy since it could end up overlooking factors that are very important to deciding whether uh, somebody will make a good volunteer. Well, thank you so much. That is, again, so fascinating, and I have never really learned about AI. So thank you, Kevin. Um, unfortunately, we're out of time for today's show. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice of America Empowerment crew, especially our audio engineer, Gabe. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and a huge thanks to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity and volunteering, visit www.bethestarur.org. Also, find us on Instagram at expressyourselfradio, volunteer and make a difference the paradigm of life is more is the more you help others the more you help yourself always remember to speak up speak out and express yourself
Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines If you would let yourself